serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Tuesday. This portion of the amazing program is brought to you by Parker & Sons Plumbing and Electrical. Two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. All right, last hour we talked to a Senate candidate, Mark Victor. And you say, who is that guy? He's, he's fun. A, he's a libertarian candidate. He was on the debate stage with Mark Kelly and uh, Blake Masters. Yes. And just to let you know, Mark Victor went up nine points after the debate. Not too shabby. Uh, he's still not going to win, but isn't it interesting? He made a lot of sense. So we did talk Senate last uh, uh, last hour. Hey, let's talk about the uh, gubernatorial race. The goobs. Can a Republican in office come out in this day and age and say, you know what? I'm supporting the Democrat. Apparently, that is the case. Joining us now is John Giles. He's the mayor of uh, Mesa. He runs the second biggest city in the Valley. He is a Republican. He is endorsed. Not the Republican, but a Democrat in Katie Hobbs. Mayor, how are you today? I'm good, Gatos. Thanks for the invitation. All right, Mr. Mayor, how do you do this? You're a Republican. You come out. You say, I like the Democrat. Is it that you like Katie Hobbs or you don't like Carrie Lake? Uh, it's that I like, well, it, it, it's pretty clear to me that, that Katie Hobbs is a better candidate. I mean, I, I don't have any personal acts to grind with, with Ms. Lake. I think in a lot of ways, she's very gifted as a communicator. She's really in a league of her own. But uh, Katie Hobbs is more qualified, and she is uh, focused on the issue. So I, Arizona, it, it, it's clear from the mayor's seat that, to see that Arizona has got a lot of very serious issues that we need to address. Uh, and I'm talking about things like water and education and transportation infrastructure and, and, and all the things that, w- that we're painfully aware of. Katie Hobbs has uh, the legislative experience and the experience in, in, in the Secretary of State's office uh, and the motivation to uh, tackle those issues. I just don't see that, you know, in in, uh, in Ms. Lake. So uh, it's 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 not a mystery. You know, it's just clearly uh, clear to me that the one candidate is better than another. Um, you did say, though, Carrie Lake is dangerous for Arizona, did you not? Yes, I did. Okay, why is Carrie Lake dangerous for Arizona? Well, I, she, I indicated earlier she's a gifted communicator. I love to hear her, uh, you know, she, she gives a, a seminar on how to communicate every time she's on the TV. But uh, one of the things she does is, is she doesn't let facts get in the way of a good story. Mm. Uh, and she seems focused on uh, on promoting issues that are more sensational and and less founded in reality so uh, we need someone that's going to come in and address these these very serious issues and not use problems as a backdrop to promote themselves talking to uh, john giles mayor of mesa is going to endorse uh not carrie lake the republican but instead uh hobbs uh if you're, you know, are you even part of the Republican Party anymore? Or, you know, as I've said, that there's a populist wing, there's a conservative wing, and then there's the what they would call the rhino wing. Or do you fall somewhere in there? Because if you're a Republican, you're looking and going, why is this guy doing this to mm-hmm. our party? Well, I, I think the, the party, I, I, I don't think I've changed at all. You know, I, I've been a Republican my whole life. I've been, I uh, was elected in a, in a nonpartisan election to be the mayor of Mesa three times. And, and before that, in a citywide election to be on the city council. So uh, I, I don't feel like my attitudes and my opinions uh, have changed much at all. The Republican Party absolutely has changed. Uh, and I think that 
for some reason, people think it's a winning uh, formula to try to alienate and to bully and to, to tell people that they don't belong in the party. Uh, I, I believe in a, in a bigger tent. You know, I think we, we need to accommodate. We need to go out and, and look for people and, and attract them and invite them into the Republican Party rather than, than trying to bully them out of it. So, uh, unfortunately for my critics, they don't get to decide whether, you know, how I register. And, and I am a Republican. I think that's where I belong. I think I, I still feel like uh, the, the, the principles of the Republican Party are what I identify with. But as you say that, you're endorsing somebody who, in many of her principles, are exactly the opposite of what the Republican Party uh, believes, and especially some of the bigger, you know, social issues. Mm-hmm. How do you juxtapose well, the two? Yeah. Yes, that, that, that's true. And, and, and if I, you know what, if there were a Republican that I, uh, that was not an election denier, the, the Republican that I aligned up on all of the issues with, I'd be thrilled. You know, I, I, I say to several people recently, if show me a Republican that's not an election denier and I'll endorse them. But I think that the low bar that I set for, for myself and, and I would encourage others to, to follow the same rationale is, you can't be a threat to democracy and to the republic. You can't, you know, uh, indicate that you're not going to certify elections when there's no evidence that there's a problem with those elections. That those are our basic challenges to our our democratic process and to our country. And so uh, th- that's the low bar that I set for any Republican. Hmm. Uh, Mesa Mayor John Giles is joining us on KTAR. He's a Republican. He has endorsed Democrat uh, Katie Hobbs. So you're a state over party guy. We don't have many of those out there. Absolutely, and I, I, frankly, I, I didn't get into politics because I because I'm enamored with politics. I, I, I and that this is that's what I love serving about uh, at the local level. We we are elected in nonpartisan elections. The, the people that I work with on my city council, some of them are progressive Democrats, some of them are very conservative Republicans, and frankly, more often than not, it just doesn't come up because the issues that we face as a community, much like the issues that we face as a, as a state, uh, you know, there's so much to work on and so. Much so that we can agree on that, that that focusing on our differences is just counterproductive. Hmm. When you look out there now in this state, outside of Hobbs, are you endorsing any other Democrats? Uh, you know, I'm, obviously, I'm sure Fontes over over Fincham. I'm just going to go out there, and if you're going to do any of that, that would probably be the limb I'd go off of. But what about like Kelly and Masters? Uh, yes, I have endorsed uh, Mark Kelly as well for for the, much the same reasons that I've endorsed Katie Hobbs. Uh, and and uh, also Mr. Fincham. I'm I'm sorry, not Mr. Finches, Mr. Fontes. Too late. We got it on tape. <laughs> so so you're endorsing three Democrats. I am. But you know, I'm also endorsing you know uh, uh, Ms. Mitchell and the in the uh, the Republican and the county attorney's uh, race and and other Republicans. Like I say, I, uh, if they can get over the bar of not being election deniers, uh, I'm thrilled and I'm looking forward to supporting. Masters isn't an election denier. Uh, well, he's not as much an election denier now as he was uh, during during when he, in order to I think he bent the knee and, and, and kissed the ring to get the Trump endorsement. And he was an election denier at that time. Uh, you know, I'm with you on the election denying stuff. Nobody gets my vote if they're an election denier. I've said that for months. I said it before the primary. Uh, and I don't understand how we're still talking about 2020. And I still don't understand how certain people think that the election was stolen. Uh, you know, we talked to Mark Fincham. 2,000 mules. Right. We talked to Mark Fincham, who's running for secretary of state last week. Uh, it's hard. Mm-hmm. To, I don't want to. I'm not trying to be mean here, but it's hard to talk to someone who doesn't live in the same world that we all do. He does live in a different world, man. And it, when you talk to him, it's kind of tough to have a conversation with someone who's so into all these conspiracies. 
You know, so that's exactly it. I mean, I, because they, they spend so much time, him and the other Republicans that we've talked about, focusing on the 2020 election that I have no idea if they have any clue about how serious our water issues are, how uh, what they're going to do to support public education, uh, what they're going to do to address the, 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 the all the growth needs we have for transportation and infrastructure in Maricopa County and throughout the state. I mean, th- these are all remain big question marks because they're they are focused on conspiracy theories and not on the the problems, the serious issues that face Arizona. Yeah, well, good for you for having the courage uh, to come out and say, hey, listen, I'm a Republican, but, you know, I can't endorse some of these conspiracy theorists. Um, John Giles Mesa, mayor, uh, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. My pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you. It's really, you know, I wish that more Republicans were like that. Uh, We had Chris Christie in a couple weeks ago. He's in studio a month ago or so. You know, he's not an election denier. No, uh, he doesn't like the election deniers in his own party. And I'd like to hear more Republicans come out and say, hey, you know what? We've got to move on. And I believe that the election was not stolen. Yeah. And I just don't think we have enough of those Republicans. But no, but the thing is that the low hanging fruit and the money to be made and the money to be raised off of it, it was just easy. It was like you were starting with a, a, a trust do fund. Right. Doesn't mean you if you're going to get in politics, though, and people who have that that mindset to get into it, that's where they went for the low hanging fruit. Well, we'll see if it works. We'll see. And it might. It might. It might. In some ways, it might. Yeah. I have a feeling it's going to be a wash. They're going to win some. Are they going to lose some? Yeah. 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 That's it. All right. Uh, coming up next, would you rather get a flu shot or mask up this winter? Hmm. Well, Chad, I can see you back in a mask. No. No. We'll yeah. talk about it next. The Gatos and Chad Show. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question. Brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. All right. Let's uh, go to KTAR.com. And here's the big uh, Q for the day. Big Q. Only 49% of adults plan to get their flu shot this flu season. Becky Lynn, you getting your flu shot? Monday. Oh, okay. fantastic. Hey, let's hear it for you. Yeah, You're a responsible individual. I like it. Monday. Uh, yeah, I'll probably get it in the, you know, before the end of this month. Uh, 58% plan to mask up at least sometimes during fire season. There, There's no doubt. I don't get it. I don't know a single person who says, you know what? I don't want to get the flu. I'm going to put a mask on. No. So I don't know where they got that number. That's a CNBC poll. Were I they, should have known. Were they being judged? I don't know. We're going to judge you. Are you going to mask up with a room full of sick people? Sick people? No, because I'm not going in it. So uh, doctor's office. A lot of doctor's offices still require the masks. Totally fine with and it. And I don't really have a problem with that. I don't care. Yeah. I'm not at a doctor's office every day. Well. <laughs> no, but that could be. If you could, you would. <laughs> if they would let you in, you would be. But that's where the sick people are. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of okay so with that. So 49% of adults plan to get their flu shot. Uh, 58% say, no, I'll mask up. So I ask, what will you do? A, get the shot. B, skip the shot. C, mask up. D, I threw away my mask. Number one answer, I threw away my mask. Yeah, totally. Uh, I don't even know where my masks are. I have no idea. Well. I don't yeah. have any. We are not in a surge. You don't have to wear a mask. Hopefully, we don't have to worry about that again. Uh, and we move on with our lives. Bob, I'll get the flu shot. I know you're not a big flu shot guy. You never really I never get it or get sick. No. no. Okay. So, so, but yeah, it's just, I mean, look, I know why people do it. Absolutely. Oh, sure. But, uh, you know, I mean, at this point in time, and again, there's still no, uh, was it, and still no Flovid shot. <laughs> What is that? That's the flu COVID shot. The combo. Yeah. I wanted the two for one. I'd like to supersize my shot. Extra fries and a little bit of COVID stuff. In I there. thought they were going to have that. Yeah, but obviously, they were trying. Okay. They were trying the nasal thing, too, and apparently that failed gloriously. Lovely. We've done really well during this pandemic, haven't we? 
Anyway, uh, I want to tell you guys, today, for the first time in years, years, it's been at least... Well, since we started, because remember yes. we were going to do it the first time, yep. and then it's like, next thing you know, COVID. Right. Uh, pay tribute to a teacher is something that we do uh, every month. We give a teacher 2500 bucks. You can um, uh, nominate a teacher, text the, the word the teacher to 411923, tell us their story. Uh, we got to go back inside the classroom today. First time in a couple of years. And uh, it and was a big check in the big check. Twenty five hundred bucks. We had, uh, 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 you know, the kids were there. I got to tell you, we went to Mesa. It was so good to be back in a classroom. It was so good to hand a teacher a check and watch her face as her children cheered. Yeah, it was great because one of the reasons years ago we came up with pay tribute to a teacher, you know, thanks to your Valley Toyota dealers is your teachers are underpaid. Let's give them a bonus. And let's recognize them. And one of the cool things was going into the classroom yeah. and giving that check personally. And we hadn't been able to do that for for a while. And so we got back to doing that today, which was just a really cool thing. Uh, got to go in. My my wife came along. She brought every kid a big thing of donuts. Yeah, fantastic. fantastic. Shout out to Kaylee. Shout out Kaylee. She oh. wanted to shout out on the board because she gave us like a board in there. A board. There's a board of like all the names and the signatures. Thanks, KTR. Oh, oh. So, so the kids in the classroom wrote us all thank you notes and put it on this big board. It's like a big collage of thank you notes. And so, one of the kids wanted a shout, shout out. out. Yeah. Who was it? Kaylee. She okay. wanted a shout out. So she got the shout out. My favorite is the kid that said, "Thank you for the twenty five hundred. Now we get to go on a dope field trip." Yeah. Well, you do want to go on a dope field trip. So going on a dope field. They want to go to the uh, Odyssey, right? Yeah, Miss Sarabia. Yeah. yeah. And so. so she's using the money to go and uh, bring every kid on a field trip to what is it again? The Odyssey. Odyssey. They want to go see uh, yeah. uh, get, stuff. Getting back into a classroom. You guys are all looking at me like, don't say anything stupid about the dolphins. <laughs> well, the dolphins did die there. I mean, what are we supposed to say? I mean, uh, no, they know that. Don't cringe in there. It's true. They know that. It's not fake. So, but there's still a lot of cool stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. Good. You know, it's not like they woke up one day and go, today is the day we killed the dolphin. <laughs> Are you sure? One of those guys, uh, they, he tried to steal my wife and stole my car. <laughs> so it was fun to get back into a, a classroom and the kids just, they were so happy for their teacher. Yeah. They really were. They were, and they were thrilled to get a donut. Yeah. Oh, well, and the other honest. thing is, you're also thrilled because hey, somebody's coming in the room, and this is 30 minutes. We don't have to do work. Yeah. Well, the video out. Uh, they put me. I had to take a math test. She's How'd you do? Not well. That's a shame. Coming up next. Coming uh, up. It's holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news. We will interrupt. React to the day's top stories. Little snark. Little snark. Little snark. Little snark. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR, on air, 92.3 FM, online at KTAR.com, and streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic, now. It's 3.30, and you know what that means. It's time for us to hold up the headlines, maybe yeah. a little bit of snark. A little bit of snark. All right, with those headlines, here's Becky Lynn. Arizona votes. While the clock is ticking to the voter registration deadline, it is tonight at 11.59. Not <laughs> one moment later, Maricopa County Elections Director Scott Jarrett says it's quick and easy. The easiest way for voters to register is to go to servicearizona.com. That's where a voter, if you're making an update to your, your license, where you update your address on your license. Again, servicearizona.com. Early voting starts tomorrow. Ballots also will be mailed out starting tomorrow. 
holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. If you haven't registered by now, you're not registering. You Who's know, registering based on a lot of the minute. stuff that's out there. Mm, I don't know if you're running to register. <laughs> I didn't hear any of that because he interrupted me. I didn't hear Isn't any. Isn't that what this is all about? Interruption? No, but he yeah. interrupted me. We're supposed to interrupt you. Oh, sorry. I oh. got to confuse See, I'm not then supposed he pushed to, other buttons. not supposed to interrupt Chad, and Chad's not supposed to interrupt me. Anyway, goodness, is anyone going to register today? Like, what are you waiting for? If you want to vote, go. go in, here's the thing. If you don't like who vote, who who wins the election and you didn't vote, you don't you can't say anything. You have to zip it. You can't say anything. If you don't vote, you can't complain. Do you do you have anything else to say? No, I just think it's you know what? Fine. <laughs> I, I if for me, look, I'm going to sit out a lot of these races. That's all I know. It's tough, man. I know. It is. I'm writing myself in. I might be a senator. Man. I might be governor. Oh, wow. I might be you're, a... You're not a, helping the situation. Uh, a a governator. Okay. We're holding up the headlines. Former VP Mike Pence is endorsing Blake Masters for U.S. Senate, calling him a proven conservative and the right choice for Arizona voters. Blake Masters uh, will secure the border. He'll end the crime wave plaguing Arizona. He'll bring down inflation. He'll unleash American energy. He adds Masters could help Republicans regain the majority in the U.S. Senate. The vice president it did not respond, though, when he was asked if he's endorsing other Republican candidates in Arizona. Pence is in Phoenix today speaking at a pro-choice school event. <laughs> pro-choice is in pro, pro-choice for a choice of schools or pro-choice like, hey, you can get an abortion. No, pro-choice school. Ah, OK, yeah, he's 0 for 1. He's 0 for 1. He went against Kerry Lake uh, and now he's going for Blake Masters. So. Again, does anyone care if Mike Pence endorses somebody? No. Does it does it help if Donald Trump endorses you? The answer is yes. At least early in it will. Yeah. Early on it will. And Blake Masters is going to secure the border? Really? All by himself, Mr. Vice President? Really? Uh, I don't, I'm not sure, really sure about that. All right, we're holding up the headlines. No libertarian has ever won a major office nationally, so I certainly acknowledge that. Libertarian candidate for U.S. Senate Mark Victor joined KTAR's Gators and Chad Show. We know them. Says he knows he likely won't be able to beat incumbent Democrat Mark Kelly or Republican Blake Masters in the November 8th midterm election. But he says recent polling has him with a bit of a surge after last week's Senate debate. Yeah, I, I, I could see myself voting for him, but I, I have to. I have to say... Is it a wasted vote? Sorry, but is it a wasted vote? Um, you know, the one thing is that he was good in the debate stage. And it was actually a decent debate. Most of these debates are a hot mess. Yeah. But all three candidates, I got to tell you, I thought Blake Masters did a good job. I thought Mark Kelly did a good job yeah. going after Masters. And I thought that, that you know, Victor, who nobody really knows, uh, is a smart guy. And he makes sense. And... You know, that's the reason he's not going to win. Yeah. He makes too much sense. That He's not going to win because he makes too much sense. That's the world we live in. There's a monopoly, and both these parties love it. They don't want anybody else coming on in and squeezing them out. So they'll do everything to make sure there's not a third party. Hence the reason why he's stuck. I would love to have. He wanted to run as an independent. Yeah. But they made him go with libertarian, which to me is ridiculous because he really is kind of independent in a lot of ways. But, hey, alas, here we are. Yeah. Hold up deadlines. 
Katie Hobbs is a better candidate. That is Republican Mesa Mayor John Giles telling the Gators and Chad show that he's backing Democrat Katie Hobbs in the race for governor. He adds he'll also be voting for Democrats Mark Kelly and Adrian Fontes in their respective races because he can't support Republicans who denied the 2020 election results. MAGA, that's what it is. You're going to have, uh, you know, who who's going to follow a guy like Giles? Like, I'm talking to some of you out there who are Republicans. You're a Republican voter. You're a conservative. Um, but you look at Kerry Lake and you look at Mark Fincham, who we had on last week. Yeesh. Uh, you know, and you look and you say, that's just too far for me. These these conspiracy theories, you might not agree with anything the Democrats say, but there will be a portion of some of you out there, you Republicans, that are going to go the other way. I don't know how big it's going to be, but you are going to go the other way. Now, in saying that, there's probably not a single Democrat that's going to vote for Kerry Lake. I can't imagine that. No, no. And by the way, he's not running for anything. When you're not running for anything, because he's his current office uh, his term doesn't end until 2025. It's always safe to be able to go out and to do something without the fear of being tossed out well, of office. It could come back to bite him. If he wants to run again, yes. Correct. It's a possibility. We're holding up the headlines. Just a quick note on the election. Everything you need to know about the November 8th midterm election can be found at KTAR.com slash Arizona Votes. KTAR Eyes on the Economy. Are you adding anything to your cart today? Because it's Prime Day. And while that may be a good thing for you, one retail expert tells KTAR there could be some bad news lurking. KTAR's Taylor Kennerup is live from the newsroom to explain. This Prime Day, Amazon has started offering discounted memberships to those who use EBT and other government subsidies. The retail giant has also started offering layaway, a throwback tactic that retail analyst Kristen Bentz explains may be a sign of how tough times really are. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's so interesting when, you know, the the world's largest retailer or the United States' largest retailer starts using that. Something's wrong. She tells the Mike Broomhead show that these retailers will follow the money to ensure they are holding on to all the customers they can while navigating through this rough financial terrain. Live in the News Center, Taylor Kinner up KTAR News. Let me ask you, does it say what you can get with the EBT card? I find that a little bit weird. They can do EBT. Why? Is it, is it food only? I have no idea. Or are you going yeah, to buy some jewelry? <laughs> I would think it has to be food or household staples that you could, you know, use at any other. um, (laughs) I got some crackers and I got uh, a new video game. I don't think that, you know, I mean, because, you know, people will figure out a way. And that's always been the frustration when you hand people stuff and they're like, oh, let me look at this. Rolled up the headlines. KTAR, eyes on the economy continued. Arizona's economy may be doing better than most other states, but one Valley business expert says we're not out of the woods yet. Todd Sanders with the Greater Phoenix Chamber of Commerce told Arizona's Morning News consumer confidence is sliding. We saw sort of a continuing trend downward confidence in what's happening in the market. So people are not feeling as good as they had been last year. Sanders says surprisingly, those most optimistic about the economy are younger consumers like Gen Zers and millennials. He says that optimism will weigh heavily on Arizona's next governor. If there is a recession, let's make it as short, as light as possible, making sure that we're not raising taxes or making things more expensive for people. Brandon King, KTAR News.
That's what we're doing, though. We're making things more expensive for people. We've done it on purpose. The government did it on purpose. That's the whole point. You choke off the economy to the point where all of a sudden people stop spending. Money becomes expensive. Everybody pulls back. Then the economy kind of catches up for itself and it restarts itself in theory and takes off again. Consumer confidence. How are we going to do for Christmas? That's a good question. I don't know, man. Are we going to go nuts and buy everything? Are we going to be like, you know what? We got got a uh, recession that's probably going to hit. In January, uh, might want to, uh, might want to go, go go save some. I, I have a feeling people are going to still spend a little bit if they've got it because I think there's that fear of missing out. Right, it could be more expensive next year. Right, uh, I think we've got to cut uh, Becky Lynn's Christmas present. It's it's not going to happen. Oh, you mean this I was going to get one this year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I don't have to be too disappointed then, do uh, I? Now, oh uh, wow, that was I that was a bit snide in there. Don't I you got you Tennessee in the top ten. I don't know what more you want. Well, well that's pretty good. All right, every day at 3.30, we hold up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news. We interrupt, react to the day's top stories, a little bit of snark. And that's every day at 3.30. Up next, hey, it's the secret to having a happy home. It's one thing. We'll tell you what it is next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. Hey, about 15 minutes. But we do every day at 4.05, midterm mayhem. We bring you the madness, the mayhem that is the 2022 midterm election just a few weeks away. We will all go and vote. Um, Vote early, vote off. One of the things we're going to talk about is uh, there are Republicans who are in office in Arizona and they're voting Democrat. Yeah. So you'll hear from one of them. Coming up, 405. Coming up. All right. uh, We've got your, uh, you want to have a happy life, right? You're at home. You're trying to figure out how do we make our home stress-free? Dinner. Which normally causes everybody panic. Oh, my God. Dinner. Da, da. Nope. Dinner is the thing for a stress-free Like family home. dinner? Family dinners. Hmm. American Heart Association's Healthy for Good Movement uh, says 84% of people wish they could share a meal with loved ones more often. Uh, two and three, 65% said they at l- they're at least somewhat stressed. And 27% are very extremely stressed. But when they get around, they can sit down, they share meals with one another. Guess what happens? Stress comes down. Unless, of course, that crazy uncle or that weird aunt. But we're talking about just regular nighttime dinners with the family. Yeah. Uh, did you do that when you were a kid? Mm-hmm. Okay, so so did we. As much as we could. Right. Yeah, my mom was always about, hey, let's sit down and all have dinner together. And we, we tried to do that all the time. Um, and then, you know, when I got married, uh, what, 10 years ago, uh, my wife said, you know what? Uh, we're going to wait for you to get home and have dinner. And I was like, wow, that's great. So we sat with the kids and had dinner. And that was very important, I think. You know, you, you go over everybody's day. You see what happened. Well, one thing you can't say is, hey, uh, how was your day? And then your daughter goes, it was fine. Yes. You go to your son, hey, how was your day? Yeah, it's fine. You got to ask a serious, you can't ask that question. You've got to ask it in a different way where you get an answer. What was the best thing about your day? Yeah. Because then they got to answer it. You would think. Wow, well, you try. You know, here's <laughs> you the try. thing, though. Too. Kids are so busy now, right? Like, they got they got music. They got sports. They got, you know, everything's planned. Part-time they're always doing, job. You know, part, they're are doing so many different things. Homework at times is through the roof. And, you know, and we're all getting home a little bit later, a little bit earlier. For me, I get home at 7. 
you know, Charlie's four. She wants, she's got to eat earlier, right? Like in some of the other kids, you can't just say, wait around. So my wife and I will eat together. Okay. Uh, well, that's important. And Charlie though. once in a while will stick around, especially if she knows something that, that you know, ooh, daddy likes this, so I can get a lot of it. But a lot of times they're hungry, you know? I mean, and, you know, I can't, to, oh, I'll be home in two, you know, they're, I'll be home in two hours. I know you guys are starving now. So you get home at seven. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, you know, it, it, in all honesty, that's good for you and your wife to reconnect. Because, you know, as we always talk about your insane schedule, yeah. you know, you start the day at two in the morning, you're on the road, and then you do your national show, which is a morning show, and then, you know, you get ready for this show, and you're done at six, and then you have an hour ride home, and it's seven o'clock. But I think it's, you know, it's like at least you get to sit down with your wife and uh, and have a discussion. Yeah, I try to drill the crits. What'd you learn today? Right. What'd you do today? Right. Here's something. Becky, you'll appreciate this. My wife takes the kids to school today. So they go to a, a, uh, an academy and they go to school Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like Wednesday, Thursday, they're there until five or six. So it's a long day. They're homeschooled. You know, they do their stuff Monday, Tuesday. My wife takes the kids to school today. Then she brings them home because it's fall break and nobody told her. <laughs> oh, boy. Wait, what do you mean nobody told her? She didn't know. Well, that's she goes, different. We probably said she something else. I don't know. That's different than nobody told it's, her. That's my wife. That's my wife move right there. Yeah. That's a solid move. That's in the backpack with all the other stuff. The little note to remind everybody. Yeah. I have a similar story to that. It has nothing to do with what we were talking about. Okay. So I'm probably in high school, and uh, we go to church, and my dad goes, let's go to the Yankees game. I'm like, just go. Do you want to just get in the car? He's, let's get in the car and go. I'm playing the Red Sox. I like it. I said, this is great. Got at church, all got in the car, dropped my mom and my brother and because he didn't want to go, and my sister at uh, at home, and we went out to the game. It was a road game. They were in Boston. Oh my god! They were in New York. <laughs> they were in New York. So your wife could make a, a simple uh, error like that. Yeah. Uh, well, I still remember it. We because when you go to the Bronx in New York, you want to go during the Yankees game. You want the police there. It's ah. not the best neighborhood. And I remember, like, gosh, there's no one here. There's no check. What time's the game? It's two o'clock. And we get, we ask the cop, where, why, where is everybody? We're here for the Yankees game. Yeah, they're in Boston. And I felt about this big. <laughs> did you just go home or did you go find something else fun to do? Not in, not in the Bronx. We went home. <laughs> wow. So I could see how your wife makes yeah. a, kind of a fun error like that yeah. and i'm sure the kids were laughing the kids were stoked yeah like yay i get to go home lily she's running around last night i need to do my homework i'm like you were waiting till now you had like four days and this is day now she didn't have to worry about it before we got off track it is a good thing to uh, eat at home to eat at home eat as a family at the dinner table not in front of the TV watching whatever you're doing and it's and the thing is it's not it's great for kids but it's also great because you tend to make healthier meals little things like that go a long way all right we got midterm mayhem uh, and we're going to discuss how a Republican in Arizona has endorsed Traitor. a Democrat <laughs> right on the Gatos and Chad show